Hello and welcome to the Parent and NI podcast. It's Emma here with the monthly podcast from Northern Ireland's leading uh, parenting support charity where we discuss the parenting issues that can be concerning for many families. This month we're going to be looking at the impact of world news on children. And I didn't want to focus too heavily on current events, but given the situation that we're now in, I think it would be remiss of us not to mention it. As we record this episode, the world is dealing with the global pandemic of coronavirus or COVID-19. People are being encouraged to practice social distancing, limit all but necessary travel and to work from home where possible. As it stands, schools are still open, but there is mounting pressure to close them. However, there's a lot to take into consideration if this were to be the case as well. Childcare for those working in the NHS and other lines of work who are unable to work from home and the responsibility would that then fall on grandparents who are at risk? What about children on free school meals, children due to sit exams such as their GCSE and A-levels and parents who are facing the prospect of maybe having to be teachers for the next few months and keep up with the curriculum at home. So there's a lot to think about and it's a very worrying time for all of us. I'm joined by Muriel Bailey, who is the Director of Family Support Services here at Parenting NI. How are you, Muriel? Hello, Emma. So, unprecedented times we're living in uh, at the minute, Muriel. And I'm not wanting to focus too heavily on it because I know people can pick these episodes up at any point in time. And who knows what might happen? Um, We don't know how long this is going to last for or if we'll ever see something like this in our lifetime again. But a lot of people will be feeling very anxious about it. And so I'm wondering if you maybe might have some some guidance for parents who'll be concerned themselves in terms of looking after themselves and then also for the children. Okay. Um, well, suppose you're right, Emma. The first thing to say is that it's just worrying in general for, for everybody, adults, parents, all families, because it's so unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always, all of us, fear the unknown, um, regardless of our age or even how skilled or expert we may be in our own field. So the unknown is scary and that's scary then for parents because of their children which they are on a daily basis hearing information from schools information on the radio information on the television their friends or who maybe or their neighbors who might be maybe older than some children will be talking about things that children maybe don't even understand the language there's all this fear children are becoming anxious and parents then probably feel that they have no ability to explain something that they don't understand themselves. So that can add to having double anxiousness within a household. We're not medically trained and it's, we want to say that from the offset that we don't have any answers. But what we hope we can do as an organisation, use the skills and expertise that we have and our relationship that we have had with parents for the last 40 odd years to actually help support the parents to support their children. That can come in various forms but I think the first thing is for parents to recognise that it's okay to feel anxious Mm -hmm. and it's okay if their children feel anxious Um, and for parents it's particularly in different ages of children but older children to, to just say I don't have any answers to some of these questions that you're asking me What I can say to you is that sometimes if we listen to too much media coverage, it may not always be helpful because if I don't have some of the answers, I could nearly be sure that some of the media coverage people don't have the answers neither. Mm -hmm. And sometimes things are being said that I'm not saying they're not not true, but they may have no real founding at this point because this is new to everybody. 
So if parents can say that to older children and encourage them to just keep talking to them, um, everybody wants to learn about this. Everybody wants to explore what may happen next. And again, we don't really know. But if we keep that open communication going, for younger children, it's a little bit more difficult due to the fact that they might sense anxiousness at home, feel anxious, but don't maybe know why they're anxious. I think it's about parents just being available to those children and to be available to care for them, nurture them when they feel that their, their younger children might be uh, feeling the aftermath of, of other people's anxiousness. Their connectivity is even more important now. So that's what I would suggest, that we just try and be as open and as honest with each other as we can and support each other mm-hmm. through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously because people might be spending kind of extended period of time in the house now because, mm-hmm. well, I think the advice is that we can go outside and get exercise and all yes. the rest of it. But if children are going to be off school, I mean, that kind of thing that you're saying about keeping that close contact, playing with your child. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. even even that can keep up things to do with education as well. It's oh. a, it, children learn through play. So, yeah. Um, I think if we think to ourselves, even as adults, the first thing that if you're stressed about something or uptight or sad, mm-hmm. the first thing that can sometimes help you feel a bit better is that if somebody says something that's funny or somebody cracks a joke or yeah. somebody distracts you, that helps you to, for a few minutes or a few seconds to enjoy the, the fun at the time and maybe forget about what was worrying you. And it's that type of thing that helps people build their resilience and, and build their ability to not continually be focused on what, what may be causing them anxiousness. But also then, as you say, I'm at home. Parents have a lot on their plates. They're having to maybe possibly juggle a little bit of education as well as general care for their children struggle with possibly maybe not being able to leave the house they can maybe go to the garden but they can't go too much further they may be worried about food and different things that are coming in mm-hmm. so it's good to set time aside for a family to uh, maybe do a craft activity maybe go out into the garden uh, do some skipping do some of the older games that we used to do mm-hmm. because possibly it's good uh, not to always be uh, hemmed up and watching TV or being on social media or online yeah. um, and enjoy the fresh air and breathe in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. Fresh air is going to be really helpful for people's mental health. It's going to help you feel a bit more invigorated and it's going to get you out of the four walls and make you feel a lot better. Yeah, definitely. No better woman for this one, Muriel. I sometimes feel a wee bit more reassured just listening to all the things you have to say myself, never mind children. Um, but anyway, if we even think outside of this pandemic at the yes. minute, It would seem to me that children and young people are a lot more uh, socially and and possibly politically engaged than maybe they've ever been because they have all this access to information all the time. If you think about the amount of young people that are engaged with the likes of climate change and LGBTQ plus rights and all this kind of stuff, even the body kind of positivity movement that's having a real um, surge of support online at the minute. And in one way, that's a good thing, because I do think, like, I have a lot of hope uh, for our future generations in terms of how accepting they are and how willing they are to see change in society. But I do also think it's an awful lot of pressure on young people. And sometimes that must be hard to kind of manage. They feel this weight of the world nearly on their shoulders because they're getting all this access to information so quickly um, Mm -hmm. all the time. So do you think that children are maybe having too much access to this kind of stuff, stuff that and when I know when I was growing up, I would have maybe not known anything about. I think probably the difficulty we have is that 
it's good to have access to knowledge and it's good to learn and make inquiry about new things. But I think the difficulty that arises sometimes is that we maybe don't have sanctions on age ranges mm-hmm. uh, as tight on some of the information that can be learned and shared. And I think it's when you have children and young people hearing about, reading about, or learning about things that sadly sometimes are completely outside anybody's control, but also maybe outside of the control of someone who might only be seven years of age. Mm-hmm. So therefore they may worry about things that they are never able to resolve at that stage of their life or whatever that may be. And therefore then they can take on this fear about something that potentially they may not, not need to have known about because mm-hmm. they can't do anything about it. So I think it's about, again, us as adults in this world and also parents, but all of us trying to look at ways of better encouraging children to learn through those mediums, but not necessarily having children who are too young to understand some things get access to them um, because that in itself will bring on anxiousness when there's no need for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that can be anything. It does, it's nothing to do with the situation we're in now. That can just be anything in general that a young person cannot make any attempts to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose a lot of young people, well, I mean, we're talking there about sort of seven quite young children, they'll not have access, hopefully, at that stage to those kind of social media platforms. It's about 13, I think, is the age limit for the majority of them. Um, but of course, they have access to the news, mm-hmm. possibly, you know, maybe it's about, you know, making sure children aren't seeing too much of what's on the broadcast news at the minute or maybe you know as you say keeping those lines of communication open and talking to them about realistically what's going on and how you know reassuring them they are safe and the vast majority of people mm-hmm. will be okay um there's also a concern when we're talking kind of about all that sort of different media that children have access to so outside of what we would have maybe seen growing up which was either on the tv or in a newspaper which now seems to be nearly a thing of the past um so because there are all these different mediums online there's a concern about lots of you hear this term fake news being bandied about so what can parents maybe do to try and encourage those critical thinking skills in children around fake news if you like and things that might not be true um i think that's a difficult one due to the Mm -hmm. fact that i have seen fake news myself and sometimes (laughs) i'm going is that real is it not real um if you have the ability and the time time probably is one of the key factors here is that if a child is reading something or a teenager is reading something or they've seen something and they draw your attention to it and you can see yourself that it probably is 99% sure that it's fake news. I think it might be good to talk your child through some of that information in relation to getting them to see the rationale behind what they may or may not have read mm-hmm. um, or heard about. And sometimes if you do it in small bits and take them through it step by step, a child and a teenager could come to the realisation from maybe analysing a certain line in that news, uh, how real could that possibly be? Is that potentially going to ever happen? They could come to the realisation themselves that it's fake, but you've helped encourage them to look at some areas that potentially could never be true. Mm -hmm. But... When you read an article or see an article in its full entirety, sometimes you can miss the bits that actually really do uh, signpost you to thinking this is really nonsense. But you need to maybe teach a child or a young person to go and look 
or, or reevaluate what they've just read and really think about it and talk to others who, who can help them understand something a bit better. Yeah. So again, it's about the communication. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do have an article on our website as well around fake news, mm-hmm. um, which is maybe worth checking out if this is something that you're concerned about in terms of maybe the sort of things that your children are accessing online. And as Muriel said, it's difficult for adults even to know sometimes whether this stuff is real or not. Um, so do go and check that out on parentingni.org. I am also aware that the BBC are going to be running a campaign um, very shortly within the month of March around fake news. Um, it's around kind of fake or facts. And they've got a lot of their journalists um, involved in this to try and help young people spot the differences um, between fake news and, and real um, actual factual journalism. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out um, on as well. Um, Muriel, maybe if we could look a wee bit more just in terms of we're saying about um, the anxiety that children can feel around the amount of world news that they now have exposure to. And it's something that um, I have been talking about with my family and my own life, I suppose, around kind of resilience in people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that my own parents actually had been talking to me about in terms of the, the kind of struggles with mental health that seem just maybe more visible now maybe than they were before. And um, maybe would you have any tips for parents around kind of building resilience in children, if that's something that can maybe help us mentally? Um, deal with the impact of, of a lot of not just this current situation but a lot of things that are going on in life because family life is stressful now mm-hmm. there's a lot going on for people um, would you have any tips for around building resilience in young people um, building resilience is something that can be very subtle uh, you, you don't necessarily get a handbook on how to build a child or young person's resilience mm-hmm. um, but it comes back to again I think the first thing is about being open and honest with your children um, helping them understand that they don't and can't control everything that happens to them in their lives and sometimes when we can accept that things will happen the way they're going to happen but that we can get support from others particularly our parents and our family and friends to deal with what happens that in itself starts to help build resilience mm-hmm. because children then can see that things may have appeared and felt bad at the time but they can come out the other side of it mm-hmm. and they learn from that so sometimes it might be helpful for parents at times to reflect back on something that the, the child has learned through through an, an, a, a different situation and remind them, well, wasn't that okay? Didn't that end up all right? To help reaffirm that, well, yes, I got through that so I can get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, children sitting exams, children starting new schools, all those experiences subtly and uh, in a very maybe sometimes on... Uh, awareness away teach actually resilience in children and children and young people because they get knockbacks on a daily basis when they're young sometimes friends don't want to be friends with them but if they can talk to their parents about that and they get through that that's building resilience so those type of things are building resilience without us even realizing um so i suppose i would just encourage parents to keep encouraging their children to do the best they can, uh, to be open and honest with them, to talk to them. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a, a book uh, on how you get the, to build the resilience. It's just about keeping that co- uh, communication going. Mm-hmm. And being parents are a bit like a trampoline or like a big warm duvet blanket. Yeah. When children you know, come across an issue, 
it's about the bounce back and the pet or the snuggle so if a parent can help give that child the bounce back that's resilience being built um, or if the parent can just be there with a big hug that builds resilience too um, children just want to be accepted and want to feel that they're cared for and loved and children can face an awful lot if they feel that that is that what's happened to them is maybe normal and it's okay but that there's somebody there who cares for them and that will help them through that yeah I mean we were talking a wee bit earlier before um we started the recording you had mentioned um a concept to me that oh, I had yes. never heard uh-huh. of before, the three C's. Uh-huh. Can you um, tell me a wee bit more about that? Well, a good few years ago when I would have been doing some additional training in, in a previous role um, with more children and young people, there would have been uh, the three C's we would have talked about. So if particularly older children, if they were finding that they were having negative thoughts about an event that had happened or was going to happen or they were worried about exams, for example, and they had maybe catastrophized the fact that they were going to fail all their exams. The first is then the three C's is catch their thinking. So if they're having negative thoughts around something that hasn't even happened yet, then it's about acknowledging that they're feeling like that control is very much it's a bit like having a fishing rod and if you visualize that in your head so it's like reeling that thought back in um you know why am i thinking like that what 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 is happening to make me really think that i'm going to fail all my exams why would i fail all my exams so it's about bringing that thought back in and then um changing the thought so Maybe I'm going to fail some exams because I maybe didn't work as hard in one class as I did in the other, or maybe I don't particularly like one subject as well as I like others. But there's nothing from that that would signify you're going to fail all your exams. And I'm just using that as an example. It yeah. could be lots of things. So it's about then changing that thought as in, well, I think I'm not going to fail them all. So then I'm going to, I might fail one, but hopefully I'm going to pass the other four. Um, so it's about just changing your thinking and trying to make it more positive. It, it can be related to anything. It can be um, related to even to adults on a day-to-day basis. You know, if I'm going to drive my car to work, what happens if something happens and I never get there? But what basis is that thought mm-hmm. uh, uh, shaped on? So it's about bringing it back on, well, I got to work for the last 360 days. Why would I not get for the other five yeah, of yeah. those? So it's just changing your thinking. But you can make that for fun for children. It doesn't have to be maybe as... Uh, what we say as sobering is my explanation, yeah, but children yeah. can do that in a fun way with their parents, and it could be we could they could make a game out of it and try and change some negative mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, it's funny actually when we're thinking about it in the context of um like these big world events and things, mm-hmm. and and sort of there is a tendency, particularly now I think people do kind of catastrophize because they are worried mm-hmm. and if you think about um something that my mom used to always say to me when we were we was like always look for the helpers and you see that kind of bandied about mm-hmm. on social media now as well like what if you think for example everyone stockpiling their loo roll and all these tins of food and all the rest of it oh i'm gonna run out of food not there not be any more food mm-hmm. but then you see on tv all these people here gathering stuff up for food banks gathering stuff up to deliver to their you know the elderly or the vulnerable mm-hmm. in their community and so even that kind of thing of changing your thinking about like well there there are good people and people do t- come together to support people in hard times so that's something to remember too and indeed and the human race are they are kind mm-hmm. and there's been loads of uh, events have happened in the world we've sadly had uh, people's homes being ruined through flooding we've mm-hmm. had um, some terrible events that were completely outside of anybody's control but when you rethink back to what happened 
neighbours, friends, people from miles and miles around have gone out of their way to help those who are in need. And I think the same will be, the same is, is like that in any event, but it'll mm-hmm. be particularly the same now. People will do their utmost to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that's important to remember. Uh, do we rely on that solely? No, I think mm-hmm. we should all make steps to help ourselves in any event, mm-hmm. but we also shouldn't feel that we're all on our own because we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, so hopefully um, people Absolutely. will try and focus on that yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. And while we're talking about kind of, bring it, to bring this back maybe to something that you said earlier, um, I had been listening to something recently another podcast actually where they they were talking to a psychologist about parenting mm-hmm. and uh, the interviewers asked her if she could give one piece of advice to parents i know that <laughs> just what on earth what on earth would that one piece of advice be and i thought her uh, response was quite nice actually because she said to have a good sense of humor mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is maybe an odd thing to say when we're talking about very serious um, issues but it can help to distract as you said earlier I hope you're not going to ask me to tell a joke Emma um, <laughs> no I think I mean if we can't laugh in, in this world we can do very little else mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Um, I think we were all born with a, a sense of humour some of us have different sense of humour <laughs> than others but I think all that mixed together makes life fun mm-hmm. um, this isn't a great time to maybe think that we've anything to laugh about, but I do still think that if we look around and think that we've got very good family, we've got very good friends, some of them will be able to raise a smile in you, others will make you laugh. Some may not, some might make you feel really doom and gloom, but if you put it all together in a mix, all that together makes a very good sound family and a very good support network. So I think it's good to focus on that. And, and we have to laugh because things aren't going to change just because we laugh but mm-hmm. what will change is if we laugh and find fun and things is how we feel and how we adapt and how we deal with things and that's where some of your resilience will grow from again yeah. because we will go out of our way to try and maybe uh, make things funnier or, or find the humour in things and maybe that's a task we could all do at home uh, yeah. you know everybody Focus tell each other jokes and get, look, yeah. look for something that actually allows us to have a wee bit even if it's only a five minute um mm-hmm fun session that we do something to make us all get back to what what we want and what we can do and and make us feel better about things yeah and kids are great at that Mm -hmm. kids come off with the funniest things all the time (laughs) we get plenty of knock knock jokes i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) and uh what about if we were to to turn that question to you muriel (laughs) like those interviewers asked if i was to ask you if there was one piece of advice that you could give to parents um what would that be um I think the thing I would say to parents, and it could become a family motto for everybody in their home, we're all focused at the minute on the hand washing and making great (laughs) fun out of that. And I think that's fabulous for children and for all of us in general, because I think none of us are that great all the time at washing hands. We need prompted. So I think the one motto I would say is this too will pass. This will pass. Um, We don't know when and how long, but it will eventually pass. So if parents feel they need a bit of a pick-me-up themselves, just keep saying that into their into themselves or say it as a big a family round the table when they're having dinner, this too will pass because it keeps us all focused. It will end at some point mm-hmm. um, and it definitely will. Um, so that would be my motto. Well, that's great, Muriel. Thank you very much for taking the time Thank to talk you. to me this month. So a very surreal world that we're all living in right now. 
and you'll notice um, in listening to the episode that things have changed since we recorded. So the schools are now closed. Uh, that means that um, there's going to be a lot of new challenges at home for parents as children will be learning from home for the foreseeable future. Um, Parenting and I have developed a new article and it's up on our website with some advice for homeschooling um, at this time. So that'll offer you some tips and some guidance on, um, on, on managing that at home and just giving you some reassurance as well because uh, none of us expected to be in this situation um, where you're kind of having to be a teacher all of a sudden. Um, so do check that out at parentingni.org. We'll also be sharing some support and guidance tips on our social media pages over the next while. Um, you can search Parenting NI on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will hopefully be back again to chat to you next month. Uh, we're not quite sure what way the podcast is going to operate for the next few months. It might just be me uh, reading you some tips and advice uh, because it'll be quite difficult for us to um, manage maybe getting guests and things to appear on the podcast just because we as an organisation are taking the steps um, and putting in measures in place to ensure that we are adhering to government and public health guidelines around social distancing and trying to reduce the wider impact um, of the spread of coronavirus. So um, we definitely will still be offering support for parents. Our support line is still available. You can contact it for free for support on 0808 8010722. So please do get in touch if you're looking for some support. But as I say, the website and social media channels will still be providing information that hopefully you guys will find useful. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully I will be back talking to you next month. If not, try not to miss me too much. And uh, yeah, look after yourselves, look after one another. And as we've been saying in, uh, in this episode of the podcast, Take comfort in your family and your friends and in your community and we'll all get through this together. Take care.